Exodus chapter 6. Yahweh said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for by a strong hand he shall let them go, and by a strong hand he shall drive them out of the land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am Yahweh, and I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name Yahweh, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their travels in which they lived as aliens. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, tell the children of Israel, I am Yahweh, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you of their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am Yahweh, your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to a land which I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a heritage. I am Yahweh. Moses spoke so to the children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Go in, speak to Pharaoh the king of Egypt that he let the children of Israel go of his hand. Moses spoke before Yahweh saying, Behold, the children of Israel haven't listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? Who am of uncircumcised lips? Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron and gave them a charge to the children of Israel and to Pharaoh king of Egypt to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. These are the heads of their father's houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanok and Palu, Hezron and Kami. These are the families of Reuben. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel and Jamin, and Ohad and Jachin, and Zohar and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, these are the families of Simeon. And these are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. And the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni and Shimi, according to their families, the sons of Kohath, Amram and Esau and Hebron and Uziel, and the years of the life of Kohath were 133 years. The sons of Merari, Mali and Mushi. These are the names of the Levites according to their generations. Amram took Jochebed, his father's sister, to himself as a wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses, and the years of the life of Amram were 137 years. The sons of Esau, Korah and Nepheg and Zikri, the sons of Uziel, Mishael, and Elzaphan, and Sithri. Aaron took Elisheba, the daughter of Aminadab, the sister of Nashon, as his wife, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. The sons of Korah, Assyria and Elkanah, and Abiasaph, and these are the families of the Korahites. Eleazar, Aaron's son, took one of the daughters of Putiel as his wife, and she bore him Phineas. These are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites, according to their families. 
These are that Aaron and Moses to whom Yahweh said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their hosts. These are those who spoke to Pharaoh king of Egypt to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are that Moses and Aaron. It happened on the day when Yahweh spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, that Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, I am Yahweh, speak to Pharaoh king of Egypt all that I speak to you. Moses said before Yahweh, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. How shall Pharaoh listen to me? Moses is um, struggling here. I, I mentioned before that he had four excuses as to why he didn't want to serve the Lord. Now he's actually gone and actually started to serve the Lord. And now he's found that not only won't Pharaoh listen to him, but the children of Israel won't listen to him either. So he's now like at this point, like, you want me to do this. No one's listening to me. What's the point? And he says to the Lord, I am a man of uncircumcised lips. And you think to yourself, all right, what, what on earth is that? What's uncircumcised lips? And when, when a person was circumcised, um, they were done so to say that they belonged to God. You know, like Abraham was circumcised and Isaac was, and you know, this was a part of the covenant and God wanted this. In other words, this was what you had to do to be acceptable to God and to be, you know, a part of God's plan. And um, Moses is now basically trying to say to God, the things I say are not acceptable to you. Um, they're not a part of this plan, they're not working. You know, Pharaoh won't listen, the people won't listen. Uh, it's not acceptable. My lips are uncircumcised, I can't do this. God just ignores him. He says it a second time at the end of the chapter. He says it twice. So Moses is still, he's at this place where he's just struggling so much. And Moses never says, I am struggling, but you can just tell by what's happening here. And so I think that this is a real indication to us that sometimes we just feel like we're struggling. If you're in the ministry or if you're serving the Lord or even if you're just doing the most basicest of things and you feel like you just can't do it, this is Moses. This is where he, he's just so at the point where he says, I can't do it. I'm pointless. I'm not, I'm not good enough for you, God. A lot of people have felt like they weren't good enough and Moses wants to give up, but he's not allowed to. <laughs> God won't let him. And the truth is, you're not allowed to either. You know, we're not allowed to give up. Now, Moses could have given up. He could have actually just left. But he doesn't, because he knows he can't. He knows he's not supposed to, and, and you can't either. Your option is to say to the Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. And the Lord will help you. He does. He's good like that. I found it in my own life and my own experience that, that there are times where I'm just so desperate, I'm at the point where I can't handle things anymore, and I just say, Lord, help me, and he helps. Thank God. And then we get to this second half of the chapter, and it's full of genealogy of the, of the first three sons of Israel, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi. These are actually the three sons that, would, that, that Jacob when he pronounced his blessings over all the 12, the first three, the blessings were more like curses. 
So they're the first three. And these are the only three that are like named here. And so interestingly, um, and then we get, when we get to the, the third one, Levi, there's a lot of detail about the generations. And, and we find out something really interesting. And I questioned my whole Christian life pretty much from when I was young. This passage used to bring up questions in my mind. And I'll tell you why. Because we have um, Levi, and it says that he lived X number of years, and his sons were, you know, three or four sons, and one of them was Koath. And then it says, Koath lived X number of years, and one of his sons was Amram, and Amram lived X number of years, and one of his sons was Moses. So we've got Levi, Koath, Amram, Moses, four generations. So it goes like this, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Levi, Koath, Amram, Moses. Moses is the seventh from Abraham. And you think to yourself, from Levi, who went down into Egypt, they're supposedly there for 430-ish years. How, if it's only four generations, and they've been crying out in slavery for 400 years, and God heard their cry and Moses is the answer, something doesn't seem to add up. And the truth is, they weren't actually in Egypt for the full 430 years as slaves in that position. Otherwise, you'd expect there to be more generations here. And there are theories about it, and I've made a Toby talk on this called How Long Were the Israelites in Egypt? And you'll have to watch that Toby talk. But the truth is that from the time that Joseph died until the time that Moses was born was about 64, 65 years, from the time that Joseph died until the time that Moses came back as a deliverer was another 80 years on top of the 65. So 145 years. And that's around about the right amount of time to have four generations, especially because these people were living 130, 133, 137 years. So they're, long, they're living longer lives than what we're used to, um, but it's certainly enough time to fit in four generations. In fact, it, it just about fits perfectly. It does fit perfectly. So, um, you know, once we start to consider it, and you should watch my Toby Talk video, these, these questions, these passages don't trouble me any longer. To me, it's just a straight reading of history. And, uh, but of course it produces a bigger problem, which we're gonna talk about later, and that's how do we go from 70 people who went down to Egypt to two million people that left Egypt much later? I'll give you an answer to that in another video. The video finishes by Moses saying one more time, I've got uncircumcised lips. He feels so unsuitable for God's service. And the truth is, all of us are on one hand, completely unsuitable for God's service. If God's going to judge all of us according to human, like to his standards, not human standards, no one can, can measure up to God's goodness. We are completely unsuitable. But on the other hand, Christ calls people who are unsuitable and he helps them. And uh, in the New Testament, it says no one is righteous, not a single one. And yet we've been given the righteousness of Christ. So there's another example of that same type of thing. So you are unsuitable. It's a fact. But at the same time, you're, you've been called to serve, called to serve the Lord. And no matter how low you feel, you can because the Lord will help you. So, Father, I do pray that today. I pray that you'd, you'd help us to realize that in Christ, we can do all things. That's what Paul said in the book of Philippians. 
that uh, Lord, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. So Lord, strengthen us to serve you. Strengthen us in our moment of great lowness and great difficulty. We might feel, Lord, we can do nothing. Without you, we can't do anything. But Lord, with you, we've got grace. So give us grace today that we might walk with you and serve you. And Lord, show every listener of mine today, right now in this moment, the thing you're asking of them, that their lives might be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen.